Hello, and welcome to another episode of Loose Cannon. Uh, with us this week, we only have Rhino and Guardian, neither of whom have their cameras on. And well, Rhino, what's the deal with with your lack of camera? <laughs> um, well, I had a bad PC that would only do the rear facing camera, uh-huh. and um, so I just haven't set it up yet. All right. Maybe one day. One day. Are you are you purposely hiding your face? At this point, it's funny, so yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I hope one day soon that we could just all have cameras on all the time, because now even Guardian is following suit with you, and it's just me and Baxter on camera. <laughs> hey, normally my camera is on, but it is For weeks it has not been. For weeks. That's not true. Like, at least three weeks. It's been two weeks and I've had not my, hand, my camera on. And it's the weeks where it's freezing cold and I'm literally sitting here like in a sweatshirt and rounded blankets. I mean, that's no fine. That's fine for the go. episode to me, man. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I say embrace it. You know, <laughs> tis the season of the dawning, which is the uh, episode today that we're going to be talking about the dawning. Uh, Grandma's back in the, the tower in the new spot. <laughs> Like, like, why is she over there? That's weird, right? Like, just hanging on I top like of... Her old spot. Yeah. Yeah. She's like oh. Eververse now. Yeah, cause I know why. Because of the, the obelisk. The tower obelisk. Or was, wasn't she over she in the bazaar? No, she was over by Ikora. Yeah. yeah. She was over by Ikora. I don't know why they wouldn't just put her back in the bazaar. There's nothing over there. They should have they should have taken the uh the Vex portal and instead of removing it, they should have been like, Well, Dawning's in two weeks after the new season and it could have been like just a giant it. wreath. Just like really awesome. really Christmas it up. I mean, I guess I don't want to do too Christmassy. I was yeah, still hoping that that platform would remain. Yeah. Like, that would have been really cool. Like, I, to have like if they just re like built out the tower to make it bigger and then just turn that into like the seasonal section. I am all for things coming and going, but I think that there needs to be a memento left behind. That thing that a new guardian will come and be like, "What the hell is this?" And then we're like, "Oh, you you weren't here for that." That's and then we have this whole story about it other than just like our our weapons or armor and stuff like that, which is awesome to have, you know. I just I like to have the memory like like with Cade's death, uh, his cloak hangs at Amanda. There's the plaque in front of Zavala, and isn't Colonel somewhere? Colonel's where he used to be in the farm, or something like that. No, Colonel's over by Cade's spot in the hangar. Oh, he's in the hangar. Yeah. Oh. He's in where Cade used to stand. Yeah. Well, that's sad. I saw a post that said that Colonel should go hang out with Satan 14 because he's like feeding pigeons and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, that's yeah. amazing. I would love to see Colonel hanging out there with Satan 14. Yeah, I saw Saint 14 has been doing some feeding. <laughs> somebody was feeding uh, Colonel birdseed with the pigeon emote. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I know there's like, because Saint 14 has his little emotes going. So it'd be perfect if he was doing the little pet Colonel emote with the actual yeah. Colonel. This is this is the time that Colonel like you do this now with Saint Fourteen. You move him over to Colonel and or move him over to Saint or her. Uh, is Colonel a boy or a girl? Oh, whatever. Uh, the chicken. You move the chicken over to Saint Fourteen, <laughs> and Saint feeds them. 
And so that's this season. You see Saint feeding them. And then next season, Saint doesn't go away. Saint goes wherever they go, if it's the Imperium Foundation or if they stay in the hangar. Uh, and then next season, Saint like is now holding Colonel instead of just feeding them. And they have a little helmet. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to see. Like, if I could just turn back time and tell Bungie, hey, keep up with it, but also, like, just, just throw this in. That would be kind of cool. You know what, yeah, Saint? I gotta say, Go I gotta say it's, it's nice that when you're doing the, the baked, go- uh, baked goods, baked cookies or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're looking for the ingredients this year, like, um, each ingredient pretty much makes sense if you just know a little bit about Destiny. Yeah. So, like, instead of having to go, what in the world is Dark Ether? I mean, you kind of already know yeah. what Dark Ether is. But, um, but yeah, that was that was nice. Yeah. Uh, but the cookie thing with Saint-14, trying to figure out what, because we all got the cookie, like, well, most of us did, got the cookie to give to Saint-14 before he actually showed up in the tower. Yeah, the quest, the, yeah. the Saint-14 ribbons. <laughs> Ribbon cookies, violet ribbon cookies, something like that. Yeah, lavender. Yeah, lavender ribbon cookies. That's a that's a good. Sometimes the cookies, I'm like, what about them? Like, why is this? Like, Gallardoodles is cute, but why does Zavala get <laughs> Gallardoodles? Like, yeah, that I guess Twilight Gap. I don't know. I mean, like, it has to be Twilight Gap. Either way. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Saint Fourteen did mess up this dawning though. Every dawning, where Saint-14's ship is now, it would turn into an ice rink, and there'd be a hockey puck. Oh, yeah. Saint-14 is like, nah, you don't get to play hockey. I'm here. Did you really? Think he'd love yeah. Hockey? I don't remember that. Yeah, no one does, because it's only there during the dawning, and no one's playing soccer or hockey, so I guess that's why Bungie's like, well, what about hockey? No one, no one plays hockey. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> Your reason is gone. I love that. I would play. I would play a little bit of hockey because it'd be like um, it'd be like playing the classic Spyro game where it's like, oh, you're on ice now. You can't. You can't move right. <laughs> is there no hockey Never. at the farm? Oh, maybe there is. I know. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't go to the farm. They could have. They could have <laughs> taken the farm away. And I wouldn't have known. <laughs> there is snow there though when it was the dawning mm. usually. Yeah, maybe it is hockey at the farm, too, then. Uh, so, the dawning this year is very fun, though. I mean, the dawning's always fun. I The, the concept of, of baking and making cookies for everyone around, that's, that's very exciting. It's very in the season. Although, actually, what is, what is the dawning a celebration of? Like, Festival of the Lost is the people that we lost along the way. And then... The Crimson. dawning is looking forward into the future. The dawning's looking forward into the future. I'm pretty oh, sure. So it's the like future. the festival of the lost is the remembrance <laughs> of all those who we've lost in the past, mm-hmm. and the dawning is yeah. the moment to look back at all the positive things that have happened and like go forward with that. Okay. So it's kind of like the counterpart to festival of the lost. And then there is there is crimson days, which is the story of of two. Just it's this warlock and this hunter, this person and this person, this whatever and this whatever. There's so many stories of two, and then there's the revelry, revel, revelry. Is that what it is? Yep. Yeah. In the springtime, and that's the one where you light lanterns for those who are lost. 
Mm. It just seems like there's a lot of like, hey, remember all the people that died? Holidays? Hmm. I mean, a lot of people have died. I mean, yeah, a lot yeah, of people that's, have died. <laughs> that's very true. We're, we're essentially still on ongoing wars, so a lot of it is like, okay, we're in war. Like, remember, like a huge part of that is like remembering who's we lost. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think? Because there are guardian civilian cities or townships, I guess you know, like little sections in the city. Do you think they oh. they are like constantly Sorry. worried about that? Like they're like, oh man. Did you hear about the war? Which, like, because there's this always a war happening. It's the Red War. It's the Scorn War. The Taken War. I, I guess that it wasn't really a Scorn War, but the Taken War, the Red War. Um, the Vex invasions were happening. Um, does does stuff like that get get back to them? Or are they like? I'm sure they hear about it, but I, I'm sure they don't really care about it too much. Yeah. Do you think they live peacefully, like, or do you think they're actually concerned? Battle of Six Fronts mm. was the last mm. real big war to affect the city. And well, Twilight the Red Gap. War. Yeah, but like Wait, the Fallen. The that, Red War. That war with the Fallen. The Red War was the last war to affect the city. No, that's, what, that's what I said. So you that's said what Six I meant. Like, outside... No, so I said like so the Fallen Battle and then Red War. Oh, okay. Like, those were the last battles like that we know of that really hurt the city. So it's like nothing really happened in between then. It seems like. Yeah. So they're probably, probably a little right now. It's like okay, we didn't think the Cabal could like attack us, but now they have. So. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's like their defense because the Cabal were able to just like kind of slip in because of the storm. They took out the satellites. The nine blocked uh, Dead Orbit's fleet from noticing them. There, there's all these things happening. Where it's like, it kind of does feel like, why don't they just fly ships over the city and kill everyone and destroy the tower? And it's like, because there's a lot of defense around the city. And if if a catch, if a skiff, if a harvester, if anything was going to come over the city in normal circumstances, they're going down. They're not even yeah. getting to the city. Hmm. Oh, because the Fallen were just, me. they had such massive numbers. And then the Red War was just like, yeah. they got really lucky. Yeah. Like did y'all see the? Kind of did, did y'all see the snow globe ghost? I I saw pictures of yeah, it. I haven't seen it in game. Man, I freaking love it, it. If you look at it really close, it's a map of the city. Is it? It is. It is. It's a That's little so tiny cool. city. Like I'm it's not like the full it. city. But yeah. the ghost itself in the snow globe, it the ghost like ball is the traveler. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome! It has little like shards around it, and then below it, it has a little like miniature city with a tower. I might have to get that. Yeah. I, I was looking at most of the dawning stuff in Eververse, and I know it's like, oh, it's a seasonal event, so there's going to be Eververse for it. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, I don't know about it. it it's it's all right. It's not anything I'm crazy about. I really like the I love the armor. gingerbread ghost. Mm. Yeah, that one's cool too. They have a gingerbread ghost paper craft. I'm not sure how you unlock it, but it's one of the, the bungee rewards this, this uh, couple weeks, I guess. Three yeah, weeks? I saw that. You think it's from just completing all the bounties? Or it's got to be the Alpine Dash uh, Sparrow, right? Like the exotic quest for the Sparrow. I'm sure I could have just looked, but I just saw it and I said, yeah. I don't do paper crafts because I, I get frustrated and crush them. So <laughs> I'm not <laughs> even going to worry about getting the code star. for that. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, like, yeah, you need you need the proper paper and it's like, I just have flimsy paper, stuff like that. We could just go like... Um... What, Kinko's or Staples, if you got that in your area? I got a so, yeah, Staples. Print this out. Yeah. 
So print this on your thickest cardstock. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll do it this year. Yeah. Uh, there is new cookies though. Uh, this year, which is very very cool. Yeah. Is it's more than just the original cookies? Which, I got one in particular I need to talk about. Yeah, that's what I, I was just like. Let's let's get up a list of these. <laughs> um. So just to run through them really quick. We have Vanilla Blades for Shack, Shacks, Galler Doodles for Zavala, Elixney Birdseed for Hawthorne, specifically for Lewis, Chocolate yeah. Ship Cookies for Amanda, Infinite Co- Forest Cake for Failsafe, Gentleman's Shortbread for Devram, Burnt Edge Transits, which is so mean, for Master Rahul. <laughs> and I actually want to talk about that, but Traveler Donut Holes for Ikora, Candy Dead Ghost for The Spider, Telemetry Tapioca for Banshee, Radiolarian Pudding for Asher Mirror, which is kind of odd that's is that blood pudding is that the reference they're making oh the blood pudding I don't do you think know. that's I was like just thinking of the radiolarian infecting his body and here's well, that's what blood. i mean we'll, we'll get to that strange cookies yeah. for zur alkane is is it alkane drag cookies Drage, drag drag draggy oh yeah i didn't know i, I was looking at that what is that what i don't know what that, that is i gotta look what kind of cookie that is Ill Fortune Cookies for Petrovenge, Javelin Mooncake for Anna Bray, Dark Chocolate Moats for The Drifter, Fractal, these are the new ones, Fractal Rolls for Brother Vance, Thousand Layer Cookie for Riven, Lavender Ribbon Cookies for Saint, Fried Shadow for The Visage of Callus, Hackberry Tart for Benedict, (laughs) Hot Crossfire Buns for Ada, and Ascendant Oatmeal Raisin Cookies for Eris Morn. Okay, where's the list? How did you get this list? I just googled 2019 dawning recipe. There's a Polygon oh, article okay. about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got and it says like all the all the information. I'll actually link that in chat for anyone who's like interested yeah. in just having a recipe, easy access to it. Because I, I'm not, I'm not making, um, uh, the burnt the burnt ones. What are they burnt? I'm not making burnt edge transits this year until at the very least the end of all my questing and stuff when I just need to make cookies endlessly. Yeah. Because I don't want to waste all my, my dawning essence. It's so, it's so rare for me to have dawning essence. I'm like, I'm doing the quest and then I'm just making whatever I'm getting my lore. I'm moving on from there. Yeah. Well, my wife and I last night, we were grinding on a bunch of it, just doing Vanguard strikes and man, some of them are really rare. Mm Mm-hmm they drop like it takes a lot like you're after your 100 uh void kill you get a null taste yeah and then they'll come like three four at a time but then none for like an hour and then <laughs> some of the like the one what was it the one with the melee kills i couldn't get them but she's getting them every personal touch yeah she, yeah use a uh, uh spectral blades hunter you'll either get personal touch or superb flavor both of which are kind of rare hmm I hate well, the, it's cool. I hate the balanced flavor. I was using a bow for a while, just for like two days, because oh, yeah, I was like, fine. let's just use bows just for a bit. Scout. Yeah, I was getting them constantly. I had I got like seventy four freaking balanced flavors, and it's like, can I get a single null taste, uh, heat arc, whatever the hell they are? Can I get any of these? Can I get perfect taste? Can I get something other than balanced flavor? What the hell? Yeah. 
Well, they put a lot of thought into the naming conventions of these and who the cookies go to and what they name the cookies. Like, I know chocolate chip, you know, cookies yeah. is just silly for like Amanda Holiday. Yeah, that's that's but a like, funny one though. But like, I mean, some of them are just, I mean, like the one about Galardoodles, you know, <coughs> you kind of like, huh, why is that? And then if you really think about it, maybe it's some tie to Twilight Gap or whatever. I mean, it and, has to be. It's Ether Cane and Delicious yeah. Explosion. Yeah, because <laughs> of the falling, yeah, and all the exploding. Yeah, see what I mean? It's like what? And then you know, uh, the cool one. Well, one of the cool ones was Ada, and her her hers was called uh, Hot Crossfire Buns. Yes, which which is a musical reference, and you know she's sing, you know she's humming and singing. Oh, are you saying cross Hot Cross Buns is a a musical musical reference? Yeah. Oh, okay, look at hot that. A draze <laughs> traditionally referred to colorful covered candy with a hard outer shell and soft center, often used for decoration in addition to eating. Huh. Thank you for that. And uh Lyra. Nice. Man, I need glasses. I can't read. This is This is bad. <laughs> too much too much staring at screens. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I do it a lot. <laughs> I'm always, I'm always looking at something. But so then, let's let's talk about some of these cookies really quick because I want to talk about Radiolarian pudding because basically, yeah, Asher Mir goes into the strike to fight Brachion. Uh, what was the Brachion's sub sub name? Brachion the Genesis Mind. Yeah. So he goes to fight Brachion with the fire team. Tentacles grab his ghost, and his arm is converted into a Vex arm, and his ghost now has a red eye instead of a blue eye, which is the second ghost, but for a different reason to have a red eye instead of a blue eye. I'm not sure if it means the same things. But basically, when he said how, like, when the Vex are, like, concerned or something, he feels it in his body. And it's like, I think he said that he bled Radiolaria. Do either of you yeah. remember that? Am I just making that up? Yeah, I think it was in the lore somewhere. He was bleeding Radiolarian fluid or something. Yeah, so I don't know if, if Radiolarian pudding is like a gag on blood pudding or just super insulting to give to Asher. I don't know, but you know, like, think about his sniper, you know, the... Oh, God, this is going to kill me. His sniper? You mean um, the uh, the Brachion sniper? Yeah, 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 the strike sniper. Yeah, I have no idea what it um, is. Yeah. Anyway, it's basically a type of, uh, you know, cancer that can infect your body, um, which what? goes into the bloodstream. Yeah, it's named after. Hold on. This is going to kill me. What is the name of the sniper? Well, I'll just I'll Google it fast. Yeah, there you go. Your fingers work faster than mine. Old finger. This is harder to find than you'd think. <laughs> I thought you were going to have it in like literal seconds. Yeah, no, I, I have a guide for how to do oh. the strike, not the sniper. Ah, <laughs> uh, somebody in chat has to know the name of the sniper. I've never I've never gotten it, so I've I have no idea. I know sniper. it's like a a good a good sniper. Or whatever, but it's um, Guardian. Do you know? 
Silicon Naroma? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, well, yes. I should have been looking at chat because Anna had it again. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so Silicon so, Aroma is a cancer? No, I mean, like, he's basically suffering from, uh, basically what the, if you think about it, he's suffering from a type of uh, vex cancer where it infects his bloodstream. And, yeah, uh, and yeah, I'm on board with that. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the neuroma is the, is the condition that he's kind of referring to where he can feel the vex, which is like this painful condition that goes inside your, your nerve endings inside your body. Uh, where everything you can feel uh, brings pain and it's like a burning, you know, and, and then you've got to worry about um, uh, like these these uh, neuromas that happen, which are these like tumors that can happen on the nerve endings and stuff like that. So it's it's crazy when you think about how he huh. can be tied to the Vex all because of this radiolarian conversion process that's slowly happening within his body. Yeah, that's 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 really scary about the Vex because basically that's what they do to a planet, right? When when we had Curse of uh-huh. Osiris and he takes us into Mercury's past and it's this beautiful garden world, then this pillar they called it the Lighthouse uh, comes in and it just pumps radiolaria into the planet and it completely converts it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so sil- scary. So silicone would be like what the uh, fundamental one of the fundamental ingredients of of X, you know, if you think about it, like what they're made of and how they turn uh, planets into. Oh my God. How did we not see that before? (laughs) Kabar, he drank it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's absolutely turned into a Vex. That was kind of the point, wasn't it? Well, so I mean, the whole thing like he was turning into like a vex, and that's but how I, he like. I originally created. thought that it was. I originally thought that it was the fact that the vex were doing it, like they did with the people from Nessus. But oh, you mean just like killing them? Yeah, no, like I thought that they were experimenting on him and doing DNA crap uh, and stuff like that. But he drank radiolaria, and he is turning into a vex, just like Asher Mir. Right. Huh. Well, it's, that's funny if you think about it because of his, his last line, if I speak again, it's not me. Yeah. Like, he knows. Oh, my God. Hmm. Interesting. We could have... I thought that was kind of the whole thing. It's like he drank from the Radioloria in the vault to become Vex so he could create the Aegis so that other Guardians could come in and use it. Well, thanks for saying it for someone who apparently thought of it I've... six years ago. Thank, thanks for letting the I world was, in. I thought that was, <laughs> was a general theory for like five years now. I have never seen that theory. That's so I've seen the theory that uh, Kabar turned into Atheon. Do you think I'm Kabar could have turned into Atheon? What? Sure. How does that work? I don't know, but that's what the old theory was. The old theory was that Kabar turned himself into Atheon and... Wait. That doesn't make any sense. Why the hell would he turn himself into Atheon? Well, what about the old theory about how the the Gorgons were actually taken? Yeah, I don't get that. That's fucking... <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, in, in, the, in the tenth year of Bungie's life cycle, you're going to be like hit with this fact that it was there all along. <laughs> like, 
it's the same thing with Kabar being Atheon. It's like Kabar went into the vault of glass to kill Atheon because he becomes Atheon. Hmm. It doesn't really work, does it? Although I mean that's how time travel works, so maybe it maybe it does. He <laughs> he went to kill Atheon not knowing he was gonna become Atheon. So in the pro- process of trying to defeat Atheon, no, he no, becomes no Atheon. My brain hurt. Can we just stop with this this line of thought? <laughs> well, that's how time travel in Destiny works. We prove that with the saving Saint fourteen. Okay, yeah, but so the whole idea that, of him wait, being okay. going to kill Atheon and becoming Atheon is just dumb. I don't From know. All points to, of view, it's dumb. Back to I think back Kabar to is Atheon now. I think it's confirmed. Damn it, Kabar is Saint fourteen. Oh my god. Wait, okay, so back to cookies. You, you, you made me think about it. So one of the first cookie things we have to do in the quest is we have to make a cookie for Saint-14, which wasn't in the tower at first. And we had to make a cookie for the spider. So my question is, do you think Saint-14 has met the spider yet? I don't think so. Do you think he knows about him and that we help him? Do you think he's going to find out and then go headbutt him? Yeah, Saint 14 is in for some interesting awakening because we've got a couple <laughs> fallen friends now. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah. Uh, What's so, also, Saint 14, when he met Osiris, uh, I think it was when he met Osiris in the Pigeon and Phoenix lore book, or it might have been in one of the narrative previews where. Uh, Saint's like, oh my god, I, I hate the Fallen, they're evil, they're monsters, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And Osiris is like, I don't think we'd be that different if the Traveler left us one day. And Saint Fortune's like, no, you're wrong. And so then he goes on his crusade, and then on his crusade, he's super far out in the system, and he's just exterminating all the Fallen he finds. And that's when he runs into Sekris, the Baron of Shanks. Mm-hmm. And this is before Sekris became a shadow of Callus. He runs into Sekris, and Sekris basically traps Saint-14. And Sekris is like, I don't want to fight. I'm just here. You know, I don't want to be here. I just want to live. I don't want to fight you. I don't want to hurt you. I want to live all the way out at the edge of the system peacefully without you. And Saint-14's like, all right, maybe... Maybe they aren't monsters. And he lets Sekris live, and Sekris becomes a shadow to Callus. So I mean, what I think did that do him? <laughs> I mean, it got him killed, but he learned something that day. I guess. <laughs> so maybe he'd be okay with Varix and Mithrax and. Decided. Yeah, I'm just saying he's he's already had that like that kind of change of heart. He might be like, no, nah, I'm gonna kill Spider. Spider's like a, <laughs> Spider's a jerk, <laughs> but he'd probably be like, Mithrax yeah. wants to fight with us. All right, I will let him fight with us. Hmm. That's gotta be that's gotta be like some you know '80s sitcom, good cop bad cop type of scenario. It's a Three's <laughs> Company with Saint Fourteen, the Spider, and Mithrax. <laughs> who's who's oh. Jack? Saint Fourteen. Oh man! Right, because it's gotta be to the two. That is the comic we all need. The two fallen, two women. <laughs> right, that's what Three's Company was. Right, it wasn't two guys. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, who's Mr. Hurley? The speaker? Yeah, I guess. Because he was a landlord. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. This this is falling apart. Stop picking holes in it. Just let me make a joke I don't know. <laughs> I want a comic about this now. <laughs> so Okay, should we go back to cookies? Yeah, back to back to yeah. cookies, back to the dawning. <laughs> so Spider makes you cook him a candy dead ghost. Yeah, that's from candy last year though. Ghost. Yeah. That's, that's and then Saint Fourteen wants his lavender. Yeah, uh, same 14 cookies. gets lavender ribbon cookies, which is cute. Yeah. He vex milk in a personal touch. Headbutt. It's <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Maybe. And Ribbon gets her thousand layered. Cake. Yeah. So thousand layered cookie. When we go to give Riven the cookies, Riven is still there on the spire. And then there's a snow globe in the raid. So if you if you're wondering how do you, how do you go um, give Riven a cookie, you go into the raid, you go to the wish wall, and you make I think it's wish number seven. It teleports you to Riven, and instead of needing six people to start the raid, you actually only need yourself to start the raid. You go through and you step on a a platform, and you'll you'll, you'll see you'll see Riven. Um, hmm. How does that work? Is Riven still there? Like canonically, is Riven alive? Is Riven a part of the curse? Because my understanding was that Riven was before the curse took place. Yes, that should be true. Because Riven started the curse when we killed Riven. Yeah, her dying breath was the curse. Though that might be honestly, because I think that's actually was explained that she's still there. And that's what like kind of causes the curse. So she's in the curse because it was the wish. Like the guardians made a wish for like glory and power, which is like okay, you get to come back and like you get to fight this endless fight and you get to kill me over and over and over again. Mm. Oh, is that what that was? I don't know. Like to date, the only the only uh, canon repeatable. not strike uh, raid in my opinion is leviathan because you're fighting the machines and then in eater of worlds you see that there are less machines in his little closet so we are destroying the callous machines people are repeatedly going to the leviathan and being tested by him yeah. uh people used to say in the past that crota's not actually dead so we just keep going back there and stopping him no he's dead atheon he's reversing time and he's back no he's dead Etc. Etc. But Riven is an interesting case because we know Riven isn't actually dead, but Riven shouldn't have a physical form either. Right. I guess it all depends on which instance you're in. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the it's... other thing too. Like, could could all the guardians that are out there floating around doing all these things? Are they technically in the same reality as each other? Or are they all just in different instances of time? <laughs> or are they just repeating things? Or are they, you know, the ghost that's transmitting us literally, this is big, big speak right now. <laughs> are the ghosts just literally um, carrying their, you know, limbo souls around the solar system until <laughs> all things are well? Hmm. Anyway. Meta. Yeah, I guess so. But 
you with... know, Be- Benedict Benedict's is funny because it's a hackberry tart. <laughs> yeah. I like how. Um, so, speaking of the Benedict uh, one, which one is it? Touch of style, necessary distance, dawning helpers. So, with each of these um, cookies that we give, we also actually get a new piece of lore added to the 2018 Dawning Delights. And if you did not finish your 2018 Dawning Delights, you can actually go um, and accomplish your your older cookie recipes and get the full Dawning Delights lore book if you are lacking in its completion. And cool. talking about Benedict... Um, Eva Levante goes down into the annex and sees Benedict and is like, mm-hmm. why is he just sweeping that one section of floor? He should be helping me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's very, it's very uh, uh, fun, fun lore book. And uh, our lore entry to it. And so just like a little piece from it. The frame tilted its head down to look at the box. I am here. Mm, it looked at me again. It continued to sweep, but faster. My zzz, This task is below his excellence. Do not engage. And and end conv. I waited patiently. His benevolent majesty. Majesty. Maintenance. It stopped sweeping. I am here for maintenance. Like so, Benedict is just a, a mess, <laughs> an absolute <laughs> like dysfunctioning mess right now because Callus hacked a it. Speaker box at this point. Yeah. Imagine, oh, like, imagine if like the speaker was still alive. It's below His Majesty. Well, you're not allowed in this fucking tower, man. You gotta get out. <laughs> the the <laughs> so ridiculous. I mean, some of the puns are just, oh, they just make you cringe. But I guess that's why they're funny. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're trying to do. You know, they're just just having fun with it. Yeah, like fried shadow. That one took me a minute. I was like, what the hell is shadow? Fractal rolls. All right. So are there any other cookies that you guys want to talk about? Or should we just talk about the big reveal of the dawning. Yeah. Yeah, let's go for that. Guardian, you good? Do we want to talk at all about Saint 14 or do we just want to like do move on to the big reveal? I think the big reveal for the dawning. We can have a whole okay. Saint 14 episode for himself once we get more. Yeah, cuz I really want to see where Saint's story goes before I talk about it. I I'm I don't like talking about things and being like, "Ah, oh, crap." <laughs> like and then yeah. a week later, we learned so much more about it because it's so much yeah. different now. It used to be the game drops and you play it and you know everything and nothing else is happening. It's done until the next expansion. But now it's like, no, you have to wait weeks to know. And I like it personally. Yeah, it gives everything pace. Yeah. You yeah, have a bunch of convoluted stories to have to filter facts through. Yeah. Do you know how to get this ship, actually? Has anyone gotten this ship? The Amnestia S2? Because I don't think I saw it in, in Eververse. I'd be a little bummed if it was in Eververse. This is one of those things that even if it's dawning themed, it's like, I want to earn this ship. This is an, um, The lore behind it, I feel, should not be locked behind Eververse. 
Yeah, it probably isn't. I would I would I would venture to guess it's probably the new end end, you know, reward or whatever. Uh well I would think. Sadly, Ghost Rider in chat just confirmed it is in Eververse for silver only right now. So Hopefully good. not forever. I think they said that the only thing that was supposed to be silver only for the whole event were the finishers. Was the finisher. And like an emote? Yeah. I think there was also an emote included in that. Yeah, but everything else should be able to get purchased with Bright Dust. Yeah. All right. Oh, so uh, I'll read this really quick, and then we can uh, talk about it. It's it's not too long. So the the ship, the yeah. Amnestia S2, comes with the dawning. And uh, before I actually start reading about it, because not everyone is actually aware of this. I just found out about that. Not everyone is aware. In the Forsaken campaign, Aldrin is corrupted by Riven and sent on his lunatic quest and he ends up killing Cade and so we go for revenge and we kill Aldrin. Shortly after okay, shortly after we kill Aldrin um, a ghost finds his body and brings him back that means he is no longer Aldrin but we don't have a good name to call him yet and so it's very frustrating to try to talk about him because it's like, you want to call him Aldrin, but he's not Aldrin. He's not the same person. He's an entirely new being. But, so, after, it's almost been a year, right? Mm-hmm. After yeah. almost a year, maybe more than a year, of silence, we have another entry that talks about Aldrin. Uh, so... <clears throat> For the last three weeks, the Guardian has been camping camping in a rusted-out shipping container, far off the main pathways that are always buzzing with sparrows. He stays out of the way of other Guardians, and if he can't do that, he keeps his helmet on, always. All he has to his name is some beat-up gear, a ring, and a silk sheet. Those are the things he woke up with. He wears the ring on a chain and keeps the sheet as a comforting reminder of something he can't remember. Sometimes he wears it draped over his shoulder. The fabric is so fine that it makes him think about the place he must have come from before this life, and how much nicer it is than where he is now. He spends his days alone. Other guardians are unpredictable source of pain and confusion, and they see him the same way. Some react to him with outright hostility. Others are overcome by some personal and unexplained grief. He doesn't know why. That was the most painful lesson of being reborn. It's better to be alone. So he's always alone now, except for his ghost. One night, he sits with his head against his knees and listens to the distant snaps of gunfire. He hasn't seen anyone in about a week, but he can hear them. Somehow that makes the loneliness worse, more potent. Did you know, his ghost said, bright but gentle, the purple glint of its shell reflects the half-light outside that crate, that in the last city they are celebrating... They call it the dawning. It's a celebration of friendship and hope and warmth. The guardian keeps his eyes closed but forces down his bitterness. The silence lingers between them, heavy and filled with unsaid things, until his ghost gently bumps his shoulder. To feel good, they say to each other, Happy dawning. Still the guardian says nothing, and his own silence makes him sick with himself. His ghost has never doubted him, never doubted anyone really. He is a well of restless optimism, and as infuriating as that is, it 
it's also heartbreaking and comforting and a relief. The Guardian is not going to be one to disappoint him. There's been too much disappointment in his life already. Happy dawning, he says. That's sad. That's heartbreaking. Like, when I saw Aldrin get revived, I was like, he's not him anymore, and he does not deserve to be held in that regard. You know? And I knew people wouldn't agree. (laughs) How how do you guys feel about uh, Aldrin's revival in the first place i mean at first you know the first reaction was like holy crap wait i didn't know when i first saw the cutscene, i didn't know that he would technically have been like a new guardian at first i thought oh he's just back yeah but for a second i thought that too i was like he was a guardian this whole time and I was like, yeah. no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? You know what's funny is the the Hunter um, armor armor set, the mm-hmm. prodigal son. Yeah, that was his of, armor. It, yeah, it just recounts like his, you know, his like going through this trial and then coming back. You know, even the name prodigal son is like the return of the repentant mm-hmm. uh, son, you know, that comes back after all of this. You know, he had to learn the hard way, basically. Yeah how to be a good person um so i just assumed when i first saw him risen i just assumed that oh he's back and he's gonna try to become a nice guy mm-hmm. but now he's just totally a different person. yeah guardian how'd you feel about when you saw him for the first time i was very excited really because i've always liked Aldrin, and i during the whole entire forsaken i felt so bad for him just because he everything he did, though it ended up being wrong, it was like he was doing it for the right reasons. And yeah. when you really read through the lore of like like Mara and Aldrin, mm-hmm. like you can really see like why he would go to such lengths. So that whole thing, yeah. like I really hated that we had to kill him at the end. I like, in my I opinion, I did that whole thing, but. Because, like, that's the thing. It goes black, and the audio is both a Vestian Dynasty and an Ace of Spades. So it's, like, it's up to the, the player to decide, did you, did you shoot him or did Petra shoot him? And if Petra wants to shoot him for the crimes he committed against the Reef, that's that's her business. I'm not going to I'm not yeah. gonna judge her for I that. I still don't like that either. Yeah. <laughs> like, I still don't like either killing him. So when he came back as a guardian, I was like, oh, yeah, like, he gets to come yeah. back. And, like... He actually gets to be innocent and not yeah. like ho- like he might actually get to have a life where he's not played with by Mara. Yeah, because Mara it would be did so, really mess. It would with be him. so great if he actually came back to the tower. But I, my guardian killed him. <laughs> <laughs> in in my in my game, my yeah. guardian killed that. That's bad. fair. That's that's so, fine. That's your choice. I don't I don't blame anyone. Like, for being I don't I don't want him to be dead. I don't want to kill him. I killed him. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> <laughs> like if it was entirely my choice he would have been locked up he wouldn't have been killed in the first place he'd never come back as a guardian but then I wouldn't be able to forgive him either and now yeah, we have someone who can be an ally yeah so like you know you get in a bar fight you, you, you kick someone's butt and then you go out and you the, just shoot him in the face and... muddy. yeah you get all muddy and bloody and then afterwards you go back in and have a drink right oh yep. do you think amnestia <laughs> means amnesty uh, yeah, I looked up that word. It's it's like a it's a way to get your freedom back or something or other. Huh. Hold on. 
because uh, Anna just posted that in the, in chat as well. That's that's an interesting take. I wonder if that's what it means. Like they're trying to like build up this redemption for Aldrin. I think Bungie's doing that like very much on purpose to be like yeah, they're gonna drag it out. Yeah, well, I mean, because I think just if they were like Aldrin's alive and here he is in the tower, everyone would just fucking hate him. But if they're like Aldrin's alive and then they let you sit with that, and then they're like, here's what he's doing, and it's like he's sad and he just wants he wants to make his ghost proud and his ghost wants him to be happy. So he's like trying to fight his own depression now. And it's like, I, I posted it in, um, yeah. on Twitter when okay. I found the, 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 uh, ship and everyone or not everyone, but several people like dozens, um, almost maybe a hundred people were like, I, was not happy that he came back and now I just want him to come to the tower so I can like hug him and, and tell him everything's fine and not hold him accountable because he's not Aldrin Sav anymore. He's whoever he's choosing to be and he's choosing to be someone who tries to be happy. And it's really sad that he can't be the Latin, the Latin etymology behind the word Mm -hmm. and definition Is an amnesty or a forgive or a forgiving general parting of a state crime. Mm. So like, so like you've uh, you've been admonished of whatever bad deed you did according to law. Yeah, um, and it and, and it is borrowed from in, in uh, amnesia uh, because of that Latin reading <laughs> of the word. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a play on the term of forgetfulness, like mm-hmm. you're. You know, you, you know, when you have amnesia, you can't remember who you were before or whatever happened before. Uh, but this is also applying to like law in state, so it's pretty neat. Yeah, I just feel like if 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 our guardian, the player character guardian, knew that he was out there, went out to find him, and is like, no, you don't, you don't get to be held responsible for the actions of who you were before because you're a different person now, like that would make a huge difference in his life because you know, if the Vanguard, if the people, if everyone who's like, you're the hero of the red war, you're the hero of the taken war. You're, you're the guy who avenged Cade. You're this, you're this, you're this. And you're saying that we need to forgive him. People might listen. Mm -hmm. I think people would have to listen because you don't really get to stand up to our guardian. No, you don't. Saint fourteen has told us like you are my hero. Yeah, like you are the best. Like <laughs> for sure, any other guardian, like except for Ikora, said no to us. It'd be like I don't care. Okay, but you know it's funny because like in the tower, you figure out you, if you think about like where everybody is stationed <laughs> and everybody is, you kind of think of the the tower hangar as the bad boy yardy area. You know, like Cade <laughs> was kind of like the oh hunter, do whatever the hell you want to do, and you got Dead Orbit over there. You got a man of holiday who's kind of like you know this this mechanic who gets all grimy and stuff. But now you got Saint Fourteen down there, in the in the in the hangar. So what are you gonna make of that? Are you gonna put Aldrin in Cade's old spot? No, you can't put him there. No, you gotta yeah. I I would even I would say no. Nah, that's messed up. You can't just put him that's where Cade stood. Yeah. But I mean, but obviously, put Aldrin up in the the hidden room <laughs> in Banshee's <laughs> workshop. Maybe he's there right now. We just didn't know. I'm gonna check. <laughs> he's in a he's in a rusted out uh, storage container. Sadly, that sounds like old Russia, though, doesn't it? 
Yeah. You can't be in old Russia. That place is quarantined. I mean, that could be anywhere on Earth, though, because shipping containers are used everywhere. <laughs> That's very true. By I'm pretty way, sure, actually, you, you can sparrow through a few shipping containers, and they're made into ramps in the EDZ, actually. so Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's, funny. it's funny about the shipping containers, because I just bought one. You bought a shipping container? No. Yeah, no, I just no. bought a big-ass <laughs> shipping container. It's in. It's literally in my backyard right now. I'm going to make a an outdoor building out of it. Like a workshop? Yeah. No, it's going to be like an outdoor lounging area. Maybe I'll put like a poster of Aldrin out there. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't think we're going to see Aldrin for a while now. Uh, Probably uh, going into next year, we might see him. Um. One thing I remember when he was revived, because the way that we found out that he was revived was because of a conversation where we went into Mars uh, court and she's like, look at this. And she was like very unhappy about it. She's like, you blah, 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 my brother, blah, 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 all that stuff. And um, I remember the scene. So many people be like, Marasov planned this whole thing. Now she has a guardian that she's going to control because it's, it's her brother and all right. this stuff. And I'm like, what? Yeah. She hates guardians. <laughs> I think she's just upset that she's not the final shape. I mean, she's still fighting, so. Hmm. But yeah, that was super. I I got very depressed after reading that. I was like, oh, Aldrin, poor buddy, poor yeah. Aldrin, sitting around in a storage container somewhere. And then, um, uh, Nuseva Angel in chat just said the whole Saint fourteen thing sounds like it's going to bring Aldrin back to the tower. And I, I mean, I don't think it's going to do it immediately, but I think ultimately, yeah, that's what it's going to be. His his beacon for all the lost guardians, like. Mm-hmm. Maybe Saint Fourteen will be the one that actually brings Aldrin back, and everyone's like, "Saints okay with him?" All right. Yeah, he would be the one person that people could like listen to. Yeah, like other than other than us who don't talk, so no one's <laughs> listening to us. Well, we talked a couple of times, which was just like, Aldrin Sov is mine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we talked uh, during the the Moon Quest too. Uh, once did we? I think yeah. We had mm. one, and not not. I'm not talking about the end of you know where we're in the garden, but yeah, but there was like one particular instance where we we talked like in the beginning of one of those quests. I just want to. I just uh, want to like have a scene similar to where we see the pyramid, and our guardian just goes like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would that would make me happy. I'm I'm a fan of not talking. I don't think Bungie plays the role right all the time because sometimes, like, if you're gonna have a non-talking protagonist, you need to be like, you need to write it properly. And sometimes they're like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Yeah. Uh huh. Like, it just doesn't work. Hey, so one little detail in that lore. Do you think the ring around Aldrin's yeah, what do you think the ring is? Because I looked for that. I could not find anything. I was thinking it was a palace ring. Other than the palace ring, which I don't think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I figured. It had to be something to do with Mara. And yeah, like her personal... Court. Didn't he, like, have a ring, though? 
like in a cutscene or something. I looked at so many cutscenes expecting to see a ring or something. Hmm. Does he have one on the statue? Statue. <laughs> if you have a statue, go look at your statue. Oh yeah, the little, oh I don't have the statue. Three hundred dollar statue. I don't have the statue, yeah. but I have the uh, Big Shot Toy Works of him. Hmm. Maybe he just has a ring. Maybe he was married. I don't oh, see a ring on his. I'm looking at his official render yeah. for Forsaken, and I don't see a ring. Mm, that's a shame. Maybe it's. So I really maybe hope that the silk that he has is his like half cloak. Yeah, that's the the silk yeah, blanket that's thing. So that's cool. got to be what it is. Yeah. Because he's he, got he beat up armor. Like it sounds that. like he just woke up in the in the clothes that he was in, and he's like, "I guess this is what I wear." <laughs> Meanwhile, people are like, holy crap, with your queen garb and your freaking cabal skin. So Anna just said, Master of Crow's Ring. Is that a thing? There's a Master of Crow's Ring? I don't know. If there is any... The rings I know about about in in the actual database are are ones that just don't make any sense. Hmm. Like... You know, like a Saint Fourteen's ring or the Ring of Livingstone, which is a Deep Stone Crypt ring. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where I don't know. Maybe it is. Ring? Maybe it is. <laughs> All right. Crazy. Well, that feels like a uh, dawning episode to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think we covered everything that's important, right? We we talked about the cookies. There's new lore to get. We didn't really talk about all the lore though. We got distracted. There's some good lore though. Yeah. Go read go read Dawning Delights. There's some good lore. Hmm. If you don't have I Dawning Delights, I'm gonna go ahead and put that in chat. So um, and then next time, Saint Fourteen. You think we should talk about Saint Fourteen next time? I mean with the Empyrean Foundation. Yeah, no, that's way too late. That's in, like, February, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, we should probably talk... We should talk about Saint-14 when we get the lore book, uh, The Pigeon and the Phoenix. Because whenever we get the quest that gets us that lore book, that's when it's like, alright, the Saint-14 story is basically over. It's true. So we'll talk about something. Our next episode will be next year, January 5th, the same time as always, 9.15 Eastern AM on a Sunday. That's what the 5th is. Um, If you want to follow our news, though, anything that we have going on, follow us on at Loose Cannon Show on Twitter, spelt just like it is here. And uh, we only tweet to say that we're going live and if there's anything changing about that week's episode. So, that was this week's episode. And I'm the only one that can wave because I'm the only one that has a camera. So, bye, <laughs> everybody. You can't see it. Bye. You're not waving. Bye. Not waving. <laughs>